Hey guys, as you may or may not know, we at Liberty Tree have an apparel site with lots of cool stuff on it. I like to think of our line of clothing as subversive high fashion. Our clothes let you wear your heart on your sleeve and express your descent with quality and style. We would really appreciate it if you all checked out our stuff to see if there was something for you or another lover of liberty in your life might like. Um, remember back in the summer of 2022 when the ruling regime doubled the size of the IRS and then lied and told us it was not to squeeze every last cent out of the middle class, but instead only to go after their own rich friends? Well, here's what we want to do. For the rest of 2022, we're going to run a special on our Defund the IRS t-shirts, which come in red, black, and heavy metal green, uh, excuse me, heavy metal gray, where you can purchase this shirt for 20% off. Here's the thing, though. We don't want you just to buy the shirt for yourself, although that would be nice. We also want you to buy this shirt and send it directly to your congressional representative. Go to our website, libertytreelifestyle.com, add the shirt to your shopping cart, and then enter your representative's name and address in Washington, D.C. to have it shipped directly to the Capitol. We've included a link in the shirt description that will show you your particular congressman's address. Let's let these bastards know that we are for defunding the IRS completely, and let's do it in style. Do you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? Are you good? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Man. Now look, here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Guns don't kill Keyboard solo <laughs> is uh, uh, consistent. I hear that song all the time over at the uh, the Sports City Arena where we play soccer. Yeah, and I was there just last night watching Melissa's game, and uh, I was just like, "You just there's a whole section even like further in the song. It's just like, I'm like, what instrument?" Is that even? <laughs> it's just a guy standing there with one key. It's not even a keyboard. It's just like a like one of those uh like square like boxes with six buttons on it. You know, <laughs> like yeah. the, the sound effect. Etiseros, <laughs> etiseros. Is, is the band. That is a that is a that is a great song though. I know. Yeah, <laughs> and I think we've talked about that before on this podcast. But 
I have a uh, a pretty good streak of like where I was really into Bonda music. Yeah, it's uh, a, a kind of a an ex of mine more um, than ha- half more her, than most men. Yes, <laughs> and half her family's from Mexico, and so they were just full. They'd blast Bonda, so I got into like Bonda Machos, uh, Los Tigres del Norte, yeah. Bonnie Limon, and we used to like barbecue at my house, a bunch of like punk rockers and just blast Bonda music. Yeah. Which is funny because we lived in the Mexican part of San Francisco and so everyone's probably, yeah. probably like fit right in but I've always loved that music. It's like every song is just a full-blown party. Like you can't be in a bad mood and listen to something like that. You always used to say that and uh, I never, never got into <clears throat> it. Never liked it. Yeah. Lived in Mexico, worked around Mexicans my whole life and just could never get into it. But I have to admit, it has grown on me yeah. over the years. And that fucking song rips. <laughs> it's like they are having the greatest time ever recording that song. Totally. It's, it's and that, that comes through. Longer. Keep going. Keep going. You with that one button. Keep going. Keep it going. Yeah, the Mexican version of Saturday Night Live does a great uh, cowbell skit about I, that song. I have, there's this running, I mean, they're like, I'm friends with all these guys now, but you know, we have our uh, Concrete crew, crew come, which are all dudes like straight from Mexico. Yeah. And they're always listening to Bonda music. And then I would say, like, I would recognize a song. I'm like, oh, I was like, yeah, I know this song. Uh, this is Bonda Machos, El Gato y el Ratón. And they're like, <laughs> like 20 heads are going to be like, are you serious? And I start talking Are you about, in like, the cartel? <laughs> yeah, I start talking about like the Bonda music I like. And they, yeah. They're just shaking their head, like laughing, like, oh, you're the first uh, like white dude on a job we know that's way into Bonda music. <laughs> that is one weird white dude. There, um, when I went to, uh, I graduated Sonoma State as an anthropology major. And one of my buddies, he did his entire uh, thesis or whatever on, he broke down all the different kinds of like Mexican, traditional Mexican music and Bonda music. And it goes into really uh, rock and Espanol and Corridos and like all, it just goes, and there's like subtypes of Bonda. And he went deep and he spent the entire two semesters hanging out and all like, we live in a very, very like, you know, fairly highly populated like Hispanic community here yeah. where we are. And he just went to uh, different bars and just hung out where they just blasted Bonda music. And he just like have beers and talk to whoever came in. Like, hey, so what kind of music is this? And like, what are they So he spoke about? fluent Spanish. Yeah, he did. Obviously, he, was, yeah. he was fluent in Spanish. Yeah. yeah it was, and it was like half the, when he's giving his it's, presentation, most of the class are like, ah, this, I'm like riveted. I'm like, Oh really? my God. Well, it's so fascinating awesome. because of how much it's basically like the gangsta rap. It is yeah. of, of Mexico. Yeah. Um, That's because when, they, all they sing about a lot right. of them. I actually don't know this, but I, from what I understand, it's a lot of cartel oriented stuff. So and one, violence. Yeah. And, so one thing well, I played I that one song exactly. remember on the power, there's yeah. just like this almost, you would think it was just a beautiful love song. He's talking about like killing people and hanging them from a bridge. Right. And then killing their family later on that day. Yeah. And they, they, um, he, that's one thing I didn't know. And then he talked about like, you know, these, some of these like kind of uh, romantic, like the Corridos and stuff, you listen to the lyrics. It's insane. It's some of the most like violent, and they 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 hold up to these like cartel smugglers are like kind of like rock stars to them. Right. Talk about them going through the desert and killing a bunch of people and stealing the drugs and then sneaking them across the border. <laughs> it's like, and it's set to this like beautiful like lively music. You're yeah. Like, oh my 
God, dude. Totally flying under the radar. <laughs> yeah. Like if that was, if it was gangster rap, it would be banned, you know, right. by some, <laughs> by Tipper Gore. But, <laughs> but no, that, <laughs> sounds beautiful. We'll just go with it. Yeah. They're Mexicans. How harmful can they be? <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, <clears throat> holiday is upon us. It is. And, uh, where are you on, uh, Thanksgiving? Uh, it's gotta be the best holiday. Really? Yeah. It's probably my least favorite. Shut the front door. Yeah. Why? Uh, my entire life revolves around food and just eating at least eight to 10 meals a day. <laughs> That's why I've lived my life since I was a kid. And yeah, so you much can't so do that, that my parents thought there was something wrong with me. They had they want to take me to the doctor. Like, what's wrong with our kid? Like, yeah. don't stop eating. Thanksgiving puts a damper on most people's eating habits. I, I see just, how... I don't, but I like spicy food. I don't, I don't know. I just, turkey, I can live without gravies. You don't have me. to have turkey. I don't know. But that's where, everywhere you go, that's where they're going to have it. I'm not going to host it here. Yeah. Pumpkin pie is just like a non-starter. Don't you like the... The eating aspect of it, though, even if the food isn't necessarily your your favorite, like just not the eating, like just like like I love to eat, like the eating with your. I'm the first one. <laughs> with your family around yeah. the table, preparing the food, smelling it, the drinking, the just not working. You know, it, it, you can't work if you want to. Yeah, guys like us. I think that you and I are wired the same way. Vacations are difficult because. I'm sitting around going like, you know, wishing I was actually right. creating something or yeah. not, not working. Like I wish I was doing my taxes, like working, like I wish I was right. Correct. Staying busy. Right. Mm-hmm. So on Thanksgiving, you can't do that. Yeah. You're kind of forced to just, I mean, the, st- the shops aren't open. There's no one on the job site. Like, you know it and you know it going into it. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's, I don't know, to me, I just love that kind of, uh, forced day off to do things that I love with the, with the people I love. Yeah, no, I enjoy that part, but, uh, yeah, Thanksgiving food. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of it that I like. And, um, there, that challenge of making a good Turkey too. It's just like this, that's, that's the golden too. ring that you're reaching for it's that you can never, everyone, <laughs> everyone overcooks the Turkey every time. Oh yeah. I've had one decent Turkey in my life and it's someone brined it for three days. I think. I've been brining mine You've been since brining yours. like Saturday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're coming to your house. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> Mike will be there. Um, yeah. We're going to head up north. We're going to head up to uh, where we're from, way up in Northern California, and then way off onto the Lost Coast. And my sister's going to be handling the uh, Thanksgiving. I'm in charge of bringing a side dish, which I did a test run of the night before last. And like, I got to bring some like spice, some like flavor. Yeah. Cause I'm just, a, my sister's a good cook and I don't think they'll do just same old, same old. Like, sure. I bet you, I wouldn't put a pastor to like a rock, like a prime rib or something like that. Which nice. Would be nice. But, um, I did Cajun cabbage. So it's like huh. browned a bunch of sausage and you saute this cabbage. And oh yeah. of course I double the garlic and spice and 80 recipe just as a knee jerk. Right. <laughs> you know, kind of rule. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it well, had that, some heat to it. That way you don't have to make as much because yes. you make it so spicy. No one can actually eat it. Right. And then there's, you bring just a little bowl and there's leftovers. Right. Afterwards. And that's why I bring home and actually eat <laughs> late at night. Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> uh, well, the White House uh, put out a message for everybody. This should be good. Um, 
There's something weird going on. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. I know. <laughs> An important part of the conversation we have in the days and weeks ahead. This is Ashish Jaha. Because here's what we know. If folks get their updated vaccines oh. and they get treated, they have a breakthrough infection, we can prevent essentially every COVID death in America. <laughs> that is a remarkable fact. Two and a half. Uh, can you say that part again? <laughs> Hold on. Listen to this. An important part of the conversation we have in the days and weeks ahead. Because here's what we know. What do we know? If folks get their updated vaccines. Okay. And they get treated, they have a breakthrough infection. So get your vaccine and get treated if you have a breakthrough infection, which means what? Go to the hospital and get ivermectin. Right. <laughs> get something that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can prevent essentially every COVID death in America. You know what else can prevent Is every COVID death in America? <laughs> doing nothing yeah. at all. Just <laughs> ignoring it like we've been doing for almost three years. I don't know, whatever. I'm just that gonna... is a remarkable fact two and a half years after we found this virus first. You're going to love the ending. But it's going to take all of us to make that happen. So please, don't wait. Get your COVID shot. Get your flu shot. That's why God gave you two arms. Get one oh, in each geez. arm if you want. Go to vaccine <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> two arms for two shots, buddy. Have you noticed that there has been this kick lately to yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to get vaccinated mm -hmm. again? Like, I yeah. don't... It's weird. Um, Did I tell you about my... I had an idea for my um, my new holiday power move I'm going to pull? No. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a reaction uh, from last year is... What I'm going to do, because we're going to host one of the parties here at our house, and I think I'm going to get you know, our families together. I'm just going to tell everyone, like, hey, everyone, just uh, going over the last of the details. So we'll do, like, Christmas Eve. We're going to do, like, cocktails and uh, hors d'oeuvres here, you know, for the main dinner. And um, just need to throw this in there. Um, I'm looking at some of the new CDC data, and it looks to me like the vaccinated are actually spreading COVID at a higher rate than the unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need to see a negative test from everyone that's vaccinated before they come in my house. <laughs> and, and, then you, when they, and then when they push back, I'm going to get, dude, the tables have turned. Everything that I have had to listen to for three years, I'm going to get totally like hysterical and emotionally based, like yes. irrational and, and just going like, look, holidays are not... Okay, I will be goddamned if I'm going to have a bunch of goddamn grandma killers in my house, okay? If you people don't start taking this pandemic fucking seriously. <laughs> oh, God, I'm coming over for sure. <laughs> it's gonna be I might wear a mask. <laughs> I'll have the mask around my chin for just kind of an extra little visual. <laughs> well, uh, Dr. Fauci, who uh, just gave his farewell uh, press conference, oh, could not be outdone. Why is he retiring again? Is he retiring or is he Stepping running down away? official political capacity. Because <laughs> then you can't get subpoenaed by Congress. Okay, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Thank you very much, Kareem, for that really very, very kind introduction. It's really a great pleasure to be back here with you again, albeit, I believe, for the last time. 
But as Kareen said, I'm going to spend the next just couple of minutes talking to you about the importance of getting an updated booster vaccine as we enter into the holiday season and the colder weeks and months of the late fall and early Because cold winter. weather really plays so a factor. Just well, we're looking at a we winter of severe illness and death. Yes, that's well, that was really last year. No, it's coming, though. Okay. They, were, they, they said this, it last year, but they meant okay. the following. Well, the vaccine kind of is safe. Yeah. That okay. keeps coming up. The answer is now, overwhelmingly, it should be off the table. There have been 13 billion doses of a COVID-19 vaccine that have been distributed worldwide, hundreds of millions in the United States, and there's robust He's talking about safety how safe it is. monitoring systems that are in place. And clearly, an extensive body of information clearly indicates that they're safe. Next, are, are they, they effective? I, and I believe you are all oh. aware of this. If you look at the striking data, overwhelmingly show the effectiveness of vaccines, particularly in preventing severe illness and deaths. Is that right? Really? Huh. <laughs> Matt, would you mind refreshing my memory from the last podcast when you brought up the statistics about excess deaths? I think they are in, we have an increase in excess mortalities in, I think it's hovering around, depending on what you look at, it's like 12%. Um, myocarditis, heart attacks, strokes are up like 123 times or something just insane like that. Yep. And this is not in the aging population. This is people in their, I think uh, the demographic is between 35 and 45 or 55, something like that. Well, actually, according to, I started watching the documentary Died Suddenly. Yes. Just to give it a once over before we show it on Saturday after Thanksgiving. If you're here uh, local, please come join us. Check out our Instagram for the address. Give a quick plug of how people can find that out because I've gotten multiple texts this week about people that, okay. I don't know if they're bad at the internet or what, but they, they want to come see it. If they are, they're not alone. <laughs> uh, go to our Instagram page and just click on the the flyer that's in there. The address is at the bottom of the flyer. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And we're going to be showing it at 6 o'clock on Saturday. We're going to be hanging out for drinks and snacks and um and our instagram page is uh, liberty tree brand there we go on instagram liberty tree brand yep. all the details are there <laughs> um this uh lieutenant colonel in the army uh flight surgeon lady is a whistleblower that's featured in the film mm-hmm. and she's talking about between the ages of 40 and 65 um a uh, I'm kind of uh, just, anyways, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. A 10 or 12% increase in um, excess deaths mm-hmm. is catastrophic. And right. they're looking at a 40% increase. Wow. From, yeah, I should have had that clip pulled up. I wasn't actually going to talk about it, so I didn't have it pulled up. Yeah. Oh, maybe I do have it. Let's see if I just nail it right here. No one's even calculated that. I mean, that, that's never been... Uh, factored into what things would look like. It's apocalyptic. In my 50... Take her word for it. Yeah. Um, So, I just kind of have trouble believing Dr. Fauci when he tells us once again that the vaccine is not only safe, but effective as well. Mm -hmm. Especially considering that uh, the effectiveness 
meaning the ability for it to stop the spread, mm-hmm. was never actually something that they tested when they made the damn thing. Yeah, the, okay. I mean, if you want to get hung up on details that they never tested the vaccine before they I mean, to the if his, if his argument is, well, they got lucky and it does stop the spread, I think even then it's pretty clear, as we've seen in article after article, that that is not what the vaccine does. And here's in also, fact, it's here, worse. Here's also something to consider is that because you get people that want to quibble. And then I always said this, you know, I got into arguments about masks and the vaccine and COVID. And, and I just, I stopped, I, re, I just refused to do it after a while, like through text message, for example. I'm like, I'm going to send you an article. You're going to send me an article and welcome to 2020 at yeah. this point. It's, uh, and they both are one head, they're complete inverses, you know, factually. Like, and so if we just wipe that slate clean, and what do we call it? When we, we talk about it on the podcast, like we give it the walk out the front door test. It's anecdotally what you are saying. Does that hold water? Yes, it does. The people that we personally have known that have had heart attacks and strokes and blood, blood clots. clots and all kinds of debilitating medical issues. Like we know these people personally. The amount of people I've known that have died from COVID, I don't, I know of one person like third hand who has died of COVID. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm not. <laughs> don't pay me with like the flat earth brush. I don't know whatever it is that you people do, but anecdotally, I know this to be true. Like the, when I see those statistics and I'm like, yep, that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, that's what I'm seeing when I quote unquote walk out my front door. Well, check it out. <clears throat> New COVID-19 <clears throat> vaccine boosters perform poorly against systematic infection. This is a study by the ultra conspiratorial right wing group, the CDC. You've mm. probably heard of them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, in a study that was published today, Mm -hmm. the new COVID-19 vaccine boosters provide poor protection against symptomatic infection, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Absolute vaccine vaccine effectiveness was 50% or lower among people who received one of the new Bivalence after receipt of two or more original vaccine doses, researchers researchers with the CDC estimated. And yeah, this is something we just heard Dr. Fauci tell us how effective (laughs) this fucking thing is. By effective, if you mean it's a 50 50 chance that it'll work, (laughs) you could take the vaccine or you could flip a coin. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Good luck to you. (laughs) Got it. Um, and then if you, as you get older, among people 65 and older, the age group most at risk of severe COVID-19 and bivalent provided just 32% perfect protection at most, according to the study. 32% at most. At most. And so technically it is effective so, for the, 32% of so the people. So when you talk to your average NPC you know, at the holiday table and when that fucking dunce says, well, I mean, even 32% is a little bit like, okay. But that's ignoring all of these side effects, all of the vaccine adverse events. You're ignoring all that. So you're going to take something that the very most, according to the CDC, which I fucking don't believe in believing these are inflated numbers anyway, is going to have an efficacy rate of 32%. And then that's ignoring, okay, what about the strokes? What about myocarditis, the pericarditis? Now, Fauci said it is safe. Mm -hmm. It is safe. Oh, it is safe. Yeah. Okay. I... He didn't give an explanation for all the excess deaths. He just kind of said that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, actually, here's a good explanation. <laughs> I have an explanation for you. <clears throat> okay. Um, 
I took this from Died Suddenly, but uh, this is just so great. Do you remember when uh, Bill Gates, the public health expert? The guy that flew to Epstein Island? Yeah. <clears throat> his wife left him? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. Multiple times. He had a TED Talk um, where he was talking about the problem of overpopulation. Right. I remember that. And he's saying that we could solve this problem with vaccines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I remember we listened to it we're like, Ooh. The world today has 6.8 billion people. That's headed up to about 9 you. billion. Yep. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. <laughs> Come Hold <again>. on a second. <laughs> could you just say that one more time, please? <laughs> The world today has 6.8 billion people. Okay. That's headed up to about 9 billion. That's a problem. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services. So with new vaccines, healthcare, and reproductive services, we can get to reduce the population. (laughs) We can start working on depopulation. Huh. So we're going to need you to be up to date on those boosters. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I remember hearing that. We, we listened to that several times. Yeah, all. I know. Dude, someone, I showed that to people. Like, show me what I'm missing here. Like, did he get his little note cards shuffled up? Like, you know, out of order? Like, how, what am I missing here? So listen Cause, to. Because <clears throat> I, I, I agree with what he's saying. <laughs> yes. It's like, he sounds like he's on our podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> what I love The is, only problem is. This guy is the Antichrist, so we, there has to be some kind of agenda between, be, you know, behind like him just blurting that out on a TED talk. So the documentary opens up with this just average blue, essentially blue collar mortician from a funeral home mm-hmm. talking about the uh, the issues that he's seen with the vaccine, and he, you know, is just like one of us, just a regular person that heard Bill Gates say that, and. It just hits him as just like just plain and obvious, and you can tell by his voice right. that he's just like a regular dude like us, you yeah. know. And it's just so encouraging that, yes, exactly. People are out there that are they're listening to this, going, "You are, you know, what what are you talking about? We're not doing yeah. that. We're not buying what you're selling us." Right. So we could lower that by perhaps ten or fifteen percent. Well, common sense would tell you if you have a man standing in front of you saying he's going to reduce the world's population by 10 or 15 percent using vaccines, what does that mean to you? It means somebody's going to die because you put a vaccine in them. It doesn't mean you're going to save people. Uh, that's pretty much common sense in my brain. And But yet I saw him, I saw him say it. He said it. Uh, and... Here we are. I don't know. I, I'm just, here we are. Just love that. Yeah. Just the common sense. Salt of the earth. Yep. We're working man's logic. Totally. That's what we basically build this podcast on. Listen to that guy. Listen to them. That guy just sounds like a dumb hillbilly. Okay, fine. Exactly. What did he get wrong? Exactly. Tell me the part that he got wrong. Well, I came across some good news. Really? Yes. For this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I like to look for surveys and things because they're just kind of, they're a funny snapshot of exactly where we are right now. And I found this one. <clears throat> survey finds 
This was done by the University of Utah. Survey finds more than 40% of Americans misled others about having COVID-19 and use of precautions. So. 40%? 40% of Americans lied about their COVID-19 status. I'd guess that's the people telling the truth for this poll. So what it says here, <clears throat> they, these people are just so dumb. They say the same dumb things that we ridicule the elite for saying. But um, four of 10 Americans surveyed report that they were often less than truthful about whether they had COVID-19 and or didn't comply with many of the disease's preventative measures during the height of the pandemic, according to a new nationwide study. If they're conflating people that were dishonest about, I don't know, whether their status or their you know, level, level of perceived per, um, protection, and they're conflating that with also, what was the second part of that category? With people that had... And or didn't comply with many of the disease's preventative measures. I bet you that number's got to be 90-something percent. Well, it's people that answered this poll. Yeah. Truthfully about... Yeah, lying. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> um, the the takeaway that the two researchers have mm-hmm. from this is just like, oh, the horror. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> um, but check it out. <clears throat> uh, let's see. So just for a little bit of background, the screening questions allowed the health service researchers and psychologists who designed the study to evenly divide the participants, one-third who had COVID-19, one-third who had not, and were vaccinated, and one-third who had not had COVID-19 and were unvaccinated. Okay? Mm -hmm. Based on a list of the nine behaviors, 721 respondents, 42%, reported that they had misrepresented COVID-19 status or failed to follow public health recommendations, a.k.a. heroes. Some of the most common incidents were breaking quarantine rules. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's the correct move, right? Mm-hmm. Telling someone they were with or were about to see that they were taking more COVID-19 precautions than they actually were. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not mentioning that they might have had or knew they had COVID-19 when entering a doctor's office. <laughs> Telling someone they were vaccinated when they weren't. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I miss these times, but they're still fucking happening. And they're still going to keep going. I love it. I, I can check all these boxes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And justify it. But here's the difference. Very well. Though, is that uh, I, I think, I, you know, if I could, uh, you know, pull my shoulder out of joint, packing our, <laughs> patting ourselves on the back here. Uh, I think we're a level up from these people. We were out front like, and vocal about it. Yes. I never, ever lied about anything. Me neither. Regarding COVID. I did not lie, but I, I can check all these boxes. Yeah. So if I, I said I was vaccinated. People just because I, I had this assumed like level of hysteria with everyone that I dealt with, except for my very small, tight social circle, is I would tell people, like, hey, we can think about like dropping by a seat. Like, okay, so just so you know, I don't socially distance. I go to the gym, and I'm not vaccinated. And yeah. we have parties at our house every weekend. That person, oh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'll give you a call. I just would be out front with it. Just totally. Like, I don't, I don't want to have this fucking conversation. Totally. I don't want you walking into my house assuming that I watch MSNBC all day and I'm fucking taking it out of the Bible and following any of these directives. Yeah. 
I uh, I never told anyone that I was with or that I was about to see that I was taking more COVID-19 precautions than I actually was. That one I, I didn't do. I definitely broke the quarantine rules. Uh, I didn't mention that I had COVID-19 going anywhere because I, it's just none of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and telling someone, and sp- specifically a doctor's office, like... What is so special about a doctor's office? Telling someone I was vaccinated when I wasn't, I definitely, if people ask me if I was vaccinated, I'd say, yeah, I'm vaccinated. But, you know, for not, <laughs> not for COVID-19. <laughs> this last one, though, this is, this is you're going to love this okay. one. Saying they weren't vaccinated when they actually were. Saying they weren't vaccinated. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, we're gonna that number is gonna start growing. Oh yeah, <laughs> the tables have turned. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm not vaccinated. <laughs> really, you're not looking so good. <laughs> a little pale these days. You have blood clot hanging out your pant leg. I know you guys. When I was getting sick, I know you guys all thought I had gotten the vaccine. <laughs> he got that fucking vax. I know he did. Look it. at him. He's a fed. He's I the fucking told hospital. you that guy's a fed. He had the mustache. He's a fed. <laughs> Uh, um, so the researchers say, uh, (laughs) this is a quote from one of them. Some individuals may think that if they fib about their COVID-19 status once or twice, it's not a big deal. But if, as our study suggests, nearly half of us are doing it, that's a significant problem that contributes to prolonging the pandemic. (laughs) Among the reasons that respondents gave for misrepresentation. No, that's not what's prolonging the pandemic. What's prolonging the pandemic is fucking people like you, these fucking nonsense studies and your stupid articles about how we should all be clutching our pearls over a fucking disease with a 99.7% survivability rate. That's what's prolonging the pandemic. Anyway, I don't have any thoughts on it. Where is that quote? Yeah, doesn't matter. Anyways, the reasons, among the reasons respondents gave for misrepresentation were, I didn't think COVID-19 was real or it was no big deal. <laughs> so. Okay, that's. Those are two different that's someone things. In so. my, that's someone in my camp. It was either not real or if it was real, it was no big deal. Right. That's my camp. Yeah. It's no one else's business. Yep. That's me. Yeah. I didn't feel sick. Yeah. What better fucking reason is there than that? Like I'm not sick. Why would I? Why would I care about this pandemic if I'm not actually sick from right. it? That's one of the biggest things that they were able to pull over on people. That just is astonishing when you think back on it. Yeah. To convince people that they were sick yeah. when they weren't. Right. That you have to mask up because you might be sick and you don't yeah. even know it. Or as we talked about in the last episode, yeah. the, the hypothetical of these people that keep getting these boosters, they keep getting COVID and they keep getting sick and they go, well, I mean, thank God I was vaccinated. I was yeah. way worse. I'm like, that's me and my friends aren't vaccinated and we never get sick. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, this is the walk out the front door test. And what we said, like, we're, what are we six months out from? We, we're going to start seeing that phrase on tombstones. <laughs> right. say, thank God I was vaccinated. I was way worse. Yeah. That's the reciprocal version of that, right? Like, yeah. Uh, I wasn't following the advice of a... Oh, I was following the advice of a celebrity or other public figure. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, man. What do you, what do, you do with those people? God. <laughs> just just give them a hug. Yeah, just give them a Ukraine flag. Like, hey, yeah. just you do your thing, bud. I couldn't miss work to stay at home. Again, mm. that's a good goddamn reason, yeah. you know? So anyways, yeah, the, the, 
the researchers didn't have the same takeaway that we did. But I thought, you know what? God damn it. 40% of Americans misled people right. in the same way that, that we were doing, although maybe yeah. less honestly than we were. Yeah. But that's encouraging. Yeah. That means that most people thought the whole thing was bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that there's this bubble, this, it's like a Twitter bubble that if you, if you think that that is the truth of what's going right. on out there, you wouldn't, you wouldn't suspect that you yeah. wouldn't realize that all these people that we complain about deep down kind of agree with us. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. The problem is, as I mean, particularly when it pertains to social media, especially Twitter, which is accessible is the, the, the steering wheel, of the narrative is in the hands of the hysterics and it just, it has been the entire time. And then it creates this insane, like demented feedback loop because people are being kind of bombarded in this, you know, fire hose of hysterical tweets and social media posts. And then I think people conflate things like that, things with Twitter and, uh, you know, Facebook and all that. They conflate to be reality. And then, as we talked about last episode, is then people contribute to this negative feedback loop and then we have our just complete inept bullshit corrupt corporate uh, media complex then start to craft ne- uh, news stories based on these tweets from hysterical people yeah and then they publish the article and then the hysterics read the article and it's basically like we're, we're reporting you know, we we gussied it up a bit and we're reporting your tweet back to you you know you and your people you're this you know 10 percent like fringe hysterical people and then it just keeps going and going and going. And when you're on the out, and when you're on the sidelines, like we are, you know, and our friends, we just kind of we're just kind of gonna ignore this whole thing. Like, just I don't want to hear about it. If you got a problem with it, stay out of my house. Like, uh, and you, when you watch it from the sidelines, it is just the most insanely entertaining like clown show you've ever right. seen. It's just insane to watch. You know what it is? It's a lot like inflation. <clears throat> except that what's being inflated is n- news stories or, or ideology or, or these, these thoughts. Right. right? And so, yeah. but because inflation affects it's, it's all like, of us, these ideas don't affect us. You and I don't give a shit. Like it's, 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 you're, it's, you're, you're building up this froth yeah. and it's just building and building and building it's starting to overflow out of the, the cup. And then eventually just kind of, it all goes away. Yeah. It's, it's like, a, I it's fucking a, uh, told you there's nothing in the cup. It's a fiat belief system. Exactly. Here's the thing. All right, everyone get really excited, and yeah. we're watching outside. Like uh, this is all based on nothing. Yeah, I have you zero investment in up, this. Up, 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 and then it caves in on itself, and we're here like sitting in the same spot. Like, uh huh, that's why that was going to happen. And these people like walk out of the fray. You know, this ideological nine eleven. They come back like, hey, we're thinking like, uh, how about like a pandemic amnesty? What do you guys think? Nope, <laughs> get fucked, my man. Get back on nope. your side of the we yard. Are back in the cup. Yeah. <laughs> We saw this whole thing coming yeah, from the beginning. Well, We're holding you to the I knew you were going to say what you were going to say, and nope. The answer yep. is no. Exactly. God, if only we could do that with our monetary system. Just Fair point. Fucking bow out. But uh, that's tougher than... Yeah. I don't know how to pull that one off. Um, so, hey, will you find... Uh, go to uh, Clint Russell's Twitter page. He had a good tweet... I thought for Thanksgiving because I think this movie died suddenly that we're going to show is getting some, uh, some viewership Mm -hmm. and he was tweeting something about, um, how not to get in a fight with your family over (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving. Why else would you get together on the holidays? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's see. I don't, I haven't, uh, 
no fights with my mom recently. Mm-hmm. Although came <clears throat> came close to with my dad. Did you find it? Uh, I'm looking right now. So the fight with your dad was about. It wasn't a fight, but uh, you know, I, I wanted my dad to come watch this film, and uh, he he bowed out. He used some phrase about anti-vax um, and not wanting to really be a part of it. So um, it's all good. I understand. We were talking before the podcast started about how if if I had gotten vaccinated, dude, this movie, the the shit that they pull that these embalmers pull out of people's bodies, yeah, is fucking right terrifying. Yeah, and you know, if I had gotten vaccinated, I don't think I would go watch this film either. So, you know, take it easy on your. Uh, your your family who did get vaccinated because they're probably terrified. They they probably don't really know what's going on, but I think they know something is up. Yeah, and they're probably scared shitless. Yeah, I'd agree with that. We had talked about that before we started recording, and you talk about we have friends that are just in full like denial mode, and then we had the rare bout of empathy <laughs> for Liberty Lockdown or uh, Liberty Tree. Sorry, no pun intended. They that we thought about, well, if you had gotten duped into taking the shot and then all of a sudden someone was giving you evidence like, hey, bud, like, here's what you might be looking at right now. I'm saying this because, you know, I love you is I could see myself pulling the wool down over my eyes a bit. Like, I just I can't look at this. I, I don't I'm not interested. And maybe it becomes kind of a I don't know, say like a you subconsciously run a covert op where you convince yourself. I mean, people lie to themselves unknowingly all the time to yeah. help themselves like avoid um, experiencing reality on reality's terms. And when you're talking about like possibly something that could be like, it's a, it's such a common f- human phenomenon that there's probably not a person out there that doesn't no. do that all day right. long in some degree or another. So yeah, I think that, uh, on in the in the nature of uh, the holidays and being, you know, a good a good family member, give your uh, give your dad a break for mm-hmm. not becoming a full on anti vaxxer after he's gotten every shot and all the boosters and had a blood clot in his leg and all the oh God. I have it on fair. I have a fairly good suspicion that there is a chunk of my family that won't be spending the holidays with me because I'm not vaccinated. Really? You think so, yeah. I because might. of the 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 um principle of it or out of fear of uh, I don't know contracting something. I don't know. It just dawned on me. I was I was thinking about it and like I haven't talked to this person since the beginning of the pandemic. And then my wife showed me, I'm not on Facebook, my wife showed me like Facebook posts by this person. I'm like, wow, they're like, they're in. Like, they're kind of nasty, to be honest, about this whole thing. And then, uh, yeah, some fuckery kind of happened. Like, some stories weren't making sense this time around. And uh-huh. I started thinking about them all. Huh. <laughs> they're going to, I mean, I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. How can you? <laughs> um, that, uh, that cold that was going around? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed the fucking hysteria around that thing? No. Really? Yeah. I've had to dip out completely 
from all media for this week. And only reason I get, I get this fatigue. Did I get it from the gym? Really? Yeah. Dang. I mean, people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are I, did talking hear, to me. I did hear about it there. Yeah. A lot of people are out. Everyone knows the name of this thing. It's a name of a cold. It has a name. I couldn't even begin to guess what it is that goes in one ear out the other. I don't, I don't know, but it has, I think it has a number three in it or something. Really? I don't know. My mom was just telling me about it today. It's a, she's it's like a cold and they gave it a name. Yes. She goes, is, I was just talking to her. She's like, how's, how's the boy? And I was like, oh, he's good. He's good. He's, you know, he's, we just watched the three amigos, uh, the other morning for the first time. And now he's, uh, nice. he wants to be a cowboy. So we have him dressed up in all his right. cowboy gear. And he loves that scene in the, in the beginning when he's like, it's a male plane. How could you tell? Didn't you see his little balls? And you know, he cracks up and she's like, no, no, no. How is he? Is he sick? And I was like, oh, uh, no. I mean, he was, but you know, he's fine now. I just completely out of nope. the blue. It took me by Are a surprise. Are you sick? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Why is this? It's like, well, in California and in a lot of places, especially in California, a lot of kids are suffering from this respiratory disease called blah, 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 blah. Huh. And I mean, f- she's right. I know mm. two kids that were hospitalized. Dang. Friends, kids. Wow. Um, t- different families. Right. Uh, and... Junior was kind of sick, and Gertrude was as well. Uh, I was sick for about 12 hours, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that this thing's going, been going around, but it's like all now they're every disease. To me, this is just a cold. Mm-hmm. Kids go to these. Well, she's like, well, the, the hospitals were almost at capacity. I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> now they're designed to be. So it's like a parking lot, a Target is built for the Black Friday <laughs> events. And then you have Guess what? All the restaurants are at capacity, too. <laughs> 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 Fucking genius. <laughs> Dave, that's my mom. Sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking hypothetical. Okay, right, sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, but it's like now, like, a cold is not a cold. It has a fucking name. Oh, boy. And it's on the news, and everyone knows about it, and you have all these statistics, and it's just like these bloodthirsty monsters want oh, this yeah. thing to be a thing. Oh, absolutely. All the time. It's like we're, the days of colds not having names is over. Yeah. Like, from now on, every cold, cold. is going to have a name, and every hospital is going to be operating... <clears throat> At capacity, the way it was designed to operate. And <laughs> it's just, we're just not going to ever stop hearing about it. And we're going to have to have uh, two arms for the two shots and then two sh- more shots in your legs. And that's why God gave you four limbs. That's right. It's just this fucking, it's just insane, this world that we've inherited. So help me, help me figure out this psychology is that I had this turning point where I was... <sighs> I don't know how far deep I want to go into this. Okay, so too late. I went to the grocery store. Uh, it was that Sunday, and to, just to get some stuff for dinner. And I had noticed we live where I particularly live um, is a very, uh, I think, relative to the rest of I don't know the country is a very soft place. Um, it's uh, I'd say half. At least half the people in this store were wearing masks still. And half of those people were, they had to be in their early 20s. It was very bizarre to see. Yeah. And I had this. Gen Gen Z are the the weakest. Yeah. Yeah. It's, It's, I don't know. It kind of makes, makes me really sad, actually. Yeah. But I had this turning point where 
it, that used to make me like somewhat irritable. I'm like, just uh, take off the fucking mask. What, what are you doing? Like, you know, it doesn't do anything. We know it doesn't do anything. Like, it's you're making a statement. Just admit it's it. Kabuki. Yeah. And uh, this was the first time since it was so like overt and blatant and in my face. It was like a lot of people wearing masks. And here we are. We're like, we're, you know, we're we're coming up on like three years here pretty soon. Yeah. Is uh, it actually made me totally happy? I was uh-huh. like, I'm. Uh, like at this point, you guys better keep it going. Like you, you're not taking that <laughs> well, shit off now. Like yeah, I want to see how long. How long are you gonna wear that fucking thing? I like I, like, I want to see you two years from now still wearing that, just still like clutching those pearls, like right. hanging on to you know totally a, a Fauci tweet from you know, 2019 or some shit. Right. Like I keep it going, you guys, because you're like, fucking soft and I'm fucking hard and I'm going to outlast you. All right. I'm going to be waiting. And when the day you take that mask off, I'm calling your ass on it. There's no way you're going to outlast me yeah. with that fucking mask on your exactly. face. I, yeah. I, go I ahead. Try waiting. What happened to the mask? Yeah. Huh? So today's cool. Hey, Connor. Yesterday wasn't, but today. Okay. Gotcha. No, I am. And I'm keeping, I am ta- keeping tabs on all these people. Like you better, you better be wearing that like for, for the rest of your days, as long as I see you. And when you take it off, I want a good goddamn explanation of why you took it off. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm with you, dude. Let's yes. hold them their fucking feet to the fire on that. Absolutely. It's hilarious. I really actually really enjoy it. Let's take a break. Okay. Okay, so I don't know if you've been following the curious case of Paul Pelosi. Uh, I did the day we reported it as our hot take, and I don't think I've paid attention since. Although I have seen the occasional headline, there's definitely some kind of fuckery going on and some, some official cover-ups. Yeah. So the uh, the Glenn Beck show the other day, the title of the podcast was The Curious Case of Paul oh, very, Pelosi. Very nice. So um, I was listening to it just to hear what they had to say. And <laughs> so the two, Glenn Beck wasn't there. He's gone for the week. Mm-hmm. And uh, Stu and uh, and the other guy were, mm-hmm. were taking over for him. And they, they took a call. And, you know, their show is pretty... Uh, mainstream. All right. They do not swear yeah. on it, right? Right. And they don't really, they don't go into conspiracy theories. They don't talk about yeah. anything of the shit that we talk about. Right, right, right correct. They, it's a great show and they, they do a really good job, but they don't really, uh, they just don't go there. Yeah. No, they have to keep it. I mean, it's on the, is it on the radio? No, uh, uh, yeah. They, I, I think I, some of the shows are on the radio. Yeah, I've heard, because when we were traveling, um, we were going into all these kind of conservative areas of California is, uh, I think we were talking about the other day is we, we get kind of mired down here and the, you know, we live in the Bay area and we are surrounded by 90% of the people around us have like one ideology. And it's like, no, you stand up through your cane and you 
take the boosters and we're going to vote for Gavin Newsom and, you know, orange man bad. And, you know, Biden didn't shit his pants at the back end and Kamala, Kamala Harris is like doing a good job. He's you know, competent. On, yeah. On, <laughs> you get outside the Bay area and it's, yeah, we like pull, like coming through the desert, you know, cause we drive around LA cause LA is a cesspool. And, uh, yeah, you just like literally towns what, you know, Welcome to Smallville. Instead, it's a fuck Gavin Newsom going across the road. Like, <laughs> wow. Yeah, they you don't like, hold I back. remember that like, California is not just San Francisco. Dude, you know, it's funny. We, Melissa's, God, why do I keep <laughs> blowing that? Gertrude's cousin came over today. Mm-hmm. Um, they live down in. <laughs> and fuck. Dude, we got to edit that out. Okay. Dude, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Gertrude's cousin came over today and uh, we had this, I don't really hang out with them very often and right. most of Melissa's, God damn it, most of, <laughs> most of Gertrude's family is uh, pretty liberal yeah. and so I keep my cards pretty close to my chest right. when I'm around them. Correct. And so... But you know when you're around people that you think you might be like aligned with, but mm-hmm. you don't want to, you know, let it let it slip or whatever. And we were just kind of doing that that dance like back and forth, like so. You guys uh, heard you guys went to Tennessee recently. <laughs> <laughs> How was it? I'm like, oh yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Very uh, clean. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it's, uh, like the, it's like the political version of gaydar. Like, <laughs> totally, quite the dancer I noticed. Yeah, and they're ah, like, uh, I love dancing. You, I love dancing too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys want to move there? I'm like, ah, I don't know. You know, I kind of, I just, I love California. I want to stay in California. But yeah, but it's got its problems. But it's uh, it's yeah, got its yeah. problems. Well, we think about moving. Oh, that. do you? A lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end, of, I didn't say anything. But by the end of the conversation, I was like, oh, they're one of us. You know, <laughs> I could just tell <laughs> it's my red dar it's going off anyways uh so this this show uh on the on the glenn beck show you know they don't go off the rails at all it's mm-hmm. very yeah held together very tightly them, them and the daily wire i feel kind of fill the same ideological space in the same well cultural space more than anything and i i like i like both of them but i also take them both with a grain of salt like yeah they're kind of uh, clutching onto some old school eighties kind of Republican stuff, you know, that, uh, I kind of fought against for my entire life. Yeah. But culturally the things that they bring up, I really enjoy. And yeah. the, the blaze network is puts out some phenomenal content. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, they decided to take a caller really? on the show. Yeah. Okay. And it was, it was pretty funny how it went down. So they, <laughs> I don't know. They don't do that very often. It's weird. Like, are there just people, Hundreds of people waiting to to call in all the time, there and they is. may or may not get in. I mean, yeah, there's a few shows I listen to, like the uh, if I just want to do some like lighthearted fair, I listen to uh, Adam Carolla and Doctor Drew. But their yeah, is their version of Love Line still going? But yeah, they have right. people that were sitting, you know, on hold for four hours. That's so crazy. And then they'll like every once in a while. You know, the guy will like stum all his words, and like, they just dump the call. Like, ah, no, okay, we're gonna move on. <laughs> that fucking poor guy. But I don't know who the hell has that kind of time. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Just sit on hold for four hours to get it onto a right. podcast. They can't respect you. Yeah. At, by the time you actually get the to call in, by virtue they, of their you respect being on for hold, you is like, gone. I'm not interested yeah. in anything that you have to say. <laughs> well, at this point. What self-respecting man would sit on the <laughs> phone on hold for four hours? 
God. Pat and Stu for Glenn today. Uh, let's go to Brian in Ohio. Hey, Brian, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hey, uh, can you hear me? Yep. Through the miracle of oh, modern yeah, technology. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Now, I just had a uh, theory I, I wanted to run by you guys. You're going to think I'm um, trying to be silly, but I'm, I think I might be on something there. Uh, first off, let me say that I do believe, as far as, far as the uh, Paul Pelosi attack, that they were both in their underwear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 do, I do believe stance. this. <laughs> okay. I, I, do, I do believe that. I do believe that to be true. <laughs> and just to cut to the chase here, I think that there was something going on between the two gentlemen and hmm. uh, the, assa- the assailant came over, you know, to, you know, to have a, have a sexy time. We'll just say that. <laughs> and uh, that's, why, that's why Paul, okay. that, that's why, that's why, that's why Paul Pelosi didn't, didn't sound you know, irate or, or screaming or anything uh-huh. and kept his composure when he called 911. And obviously, when the cops did finally show up, once again, like everyone says, he didn't run out the door into the and get behind the cops. He went back to the assailant. So, yeah, I think yeah, uh, that's weird. I think, they're, I, think they're, I think they're making a little a little gay. And, and okay. then something- All right. All right. thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, oh, okay, no, it's <laughs> a little too far. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that reminds me of like bringing home the girlfriend that you don't haven't been with very long, like to meet the family, and she has a couple glasses too many of wine. <laughs> totally. And you're like, okay, hey, uh, okay, let's get going. <laughs> exactly. So, Apparently, there is this discrepancy between the police report on what happened that night and the DOD report. Right. Why there's a DOD report is beyond me. I guess because she's a congressional representative, right? Yeah. Um, So that discrepancy alone obviously is enough for conspiracy Mm -hmm. theories to have some sort of fuel Mm -hmm. for their fire, right? Why would there be two stories? Yeah. Obviously one is lying and the other is not. Mm -hmm. Even though it's a minor detail, the cops say that Pelosi opened the door and the DOD says the cops opened the door Mm -hmm. and there's body cam footage now. Really? We can't see it. Yeah. But people have seen it Mm -hmm. and are reporting on it. So it has been made available. The who opened the door? Uh, It appears that Paul Pelosi opened the door. Okay. So um, the the fact that there's a discrepancy, though, is... I mean, as one would do when someone breaks in your house and attacks you with a hammer, you give them the old timeout symbol, someone's at the door. (laughs) Hold on. Hold, Hold the hammer. Just hold it for a second. Matters, please. Thank you. Okay. Let's see who's at the door. And then you can continue it. Your fucking gay friend. And pull your yeah. underwear. Fucking Put your underwear back. back on, please. There's, you have to look decent. There's people at the door. Keep your underwear on. There's someone at the door. Exactly. We don't want to think we're into some Weird sexy shit. time. <laughs> sexy time. Or what have you. So, no, okay, but look, look. What? This isn't a huge detail as to who opened the door, right? Mm-hmm. If you were telling the story 
to your friend and you got that detail wrong, no one would notice. Right. Right. Is, but the fact that there's two stories. Right. It's like, why? Yeah. Is, and no one's come out and corrected it. No one's, you know, re, you know, changed yeah. the, to, 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 to verify this. And it's just allowing conspiracy theories to fly, which I would not put it past the psychopaths that are running this sh- clown world that we live in to do that intentionally. Yeah. Right. For just a great distraction or whatever. But it is just, it is just interesting that that happened now. Yeah. The original report on NBC has the story correct. Okay. Law enforcement. This guy's name is Miguel. Line here is this was a terrifying Almagar. situation. We still don't know exactly what unfolded between Mr. Pelosi and the suspect for the 30 minutes they were alone inside that house before police arrived. Officials who were investigating this matter would not go into further details about these new details. Now revealing, when officers responded to the high priority call, they were seemingly unaware they'd been called to the home of the Speaker of the House. After a knock and announce, the front door was opened by Mr. Pelosi. The 82-year-old did not immediately declare an emergency or tried to leave his home, but instead began walking several feet back into the foyer toward the assailant and away from police. It's unclear if the 82-year-old was already injured or what his mental state was, say sources. According to court documents, when the officer asked what was going on, defendant smiled and said everything's good. But instantaneously, a struggle ensued as police clearly saw David DePap strike Paul Pelosi in the head with a hammer. After tackling the suspect, officers rushed to Mr. Pelosi, who was lying in a pool of blood. What we do know is he brutally attacked Mr. Pelosi and attempted to kill him. What is a pool of blood, by the way? Mm. Kind of weird way of talking to me. So, Dude, anyway. Paul Pelosi is uh, Nancy Pelosi's Hunter Biden, basically. She's like, look, pretty much. I got it all figured out. Like, can you, know, you just stop this- fucking, like, all you have to Dudes. do, here's what you have to do. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. You don't have to do anything. Just stop doing Just stay at home. Don't get into your underwear. Do not have nudists over to the house. Gay <laughs> prostitutes over and have them attack you with a hammer. Don't and call for, the cop. And for God's sake. Into the house. Exactly. And have the whole thing on body cam footage. Like, give, just sit at home and listen to the fucking stop ticks I've given you. That's all you have to do. Like, how can you fuck this up? <laughs> so this dude, Miguel Almagar, has been put on leave. Really? Yes. So NBC has retracted the story. You cannot find the story <laughs> anywhere. It was even hard for me to find <laughs> it just like Googling around, right? So so now NBC is covering something up. And what's interesting, a little detail that it, uh-huh. I find very interesting, is that the NBC Bay Area channel, who this guy works for, is owned directly by NBC. Mm-hmm. It's not an affiliate like the other stations. Right are so their orders come like straight down from the top yeah so this guy's been put on leave he no one has heard from him that is awesome The paparazzi is looking for him there's like pictures of him like leaving his house once in a while yeah right and they won't whistleblowers they won't bring him back (laughs) so okay so that's the official the official story is is what it's not that right Mm -hmm. but guess what Hmm. now that is the official story Really? But they still won't bring this guy back. 
So essentially, this guy's been fired. Yeah. And now- Telling the truth. The follow-up report to what happened. Uh So what happened was they they got rid of that story, and then they started going with the story that, no, the police opened the door, right? And that's where that discrepancy came in. Right. They totally got rid of that story. Then NBC comes up with this follow-up report. All right, new information oh, you know what, actually, tonight on, on a story Sorry. that we've... I mean, this is kind of long, but basically, All right, I'll, I'll play a little bit of it. tonight on a story that we've been... And then I'll, uh, I'll just paraphrase because it's kind of long. ...been tracking the attack on Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Our investigative team looked into why state and federal prosecutors each describe one specific detail of the police response differently. Senior investigative reporter Bagad Shaban has been checking with his sources to try and clear it up. He joins us now and you've got some answers, Bagad. So he goes through and basically tells the story the way I just told it. Right. Which is, happens to also be the way that Miguel Aguilar mm-hmm. told it. Yeah. Right. And then at the end, see if I can skip right to it where she starts asking him questions police body cam video can't understand why federal investigators wrote that officers opened the door because they say the video shows officers didn't but when two police agencies give slightly different accounts of what happened in this kind of high profile case like this one it just feeds into conspiracy theories and that's what we're seeing right now on social media people inventing crazy stories based on something as simple as who actually opened the door Yes, and in a situation, I mean, Brooke Jenkins said that there, in a situation like that, when so many things are happening, it is chaotic for the victim. So let's put all that aside. Thank you. Thank you, Bagad. So why has this reporter been fired mm-hmm. after telling basically the story? It's not like he came up with a story and like ran out and told right. it. I mean, they had graphics on the screen and the whole yeah. the whole yeah. Big thing. He wasn't just, it wasn't his public access, access show. He's just kind yeah. of riffing with a 40. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, uh, yeah, he just ran and grabbed the mic. It was fucking Paul Pelosi. He opened the door and they tackled him or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just find it very interesting. And uh, I don't know why. It's just, well, it's, I, it's an accoutrement to the clown show that yeah. I kind of enjoy just like, it's like gossip for for dudes, I guess. I don't know. It's just kind of fun. <laughs> it's uh, you know what? It's there's something that there was there was a theme line going through all those clips that you played and the articles that you read, and it kept popping up over and over again. And it was the notion about the conspiracy theories and like, okay, so right. these things are feeding conspiracy theories, and which is the worst thing that there can be. Exactly, right now. Like, they're they're kind of endlessly pontificating upon like this mysterious like fringe element of society that comes up with these, with these conspiracy theories. Uh, my, my response to that is a thing that kept popping up in my head is like, let's, let's talk about conspiracy theories. Cause let's talk about what you guys call conspiracy theories. Let's call you guys the purveyor and curator of information, which you do a fucking horrific job and your numbers show that. And like all, all of these corporate mainstream media complexes are just doing a complete death roll, you know, into the, into the bottom of the swamp. Their numbers are just going down, 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 down as well, people, you know, as, as, as inf- actual legitimate organic information becomes readily available. You know, you do, you just have to do your homework and to achieve it. Yeah. I mean, and when they get something <clears throat> wrong, they don't admit it. Mm-hmm. And they don't fire anybody. Yeah. They get something right. Yeah. They issue a retraction, say that it wasn't up to their journalistic standards, and then they they fire the they guy. Move that, on. But they, here's they the, fire the guy that gave them the story that that, <laughs> that they yes, gave they yes. told him to give. 
But as it pertains to this notion of the conspiracy theory, the thing I always talk about, it's like, okay, well, let's, you guys have been, you know, you know, the colloquial, you guys have been calling me and my friends, a conspiracy theorist for, I don't know, let's just say for, uh, so it was such like a kind of a palpable happening in our society the last two and a half, three years. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> You guys called us a conspiracy theorist for thinking that the vaccine didn't have the efficacy that you stated it did, that masks didn't work, that um, this, the, the whole the whole Ukraine Russia thing was nonsense, or that Russia the whole collusion Russian collusion thing <laughs> was nonsense, uh, that the Hunter Biden laptop. What, you know, was nonsense. <laughs> was nonsense. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, the, the things that we saw with our own eyes did not actually yeah. happen. When, you know, we raise our hand and say like, you know, the Nord Stream pipeline was the one thing that the major point of leverage that Putin had over the EU, you know, was that he had this infrastructure to deliver like legitimate energy right before winter, by the way. And you're saying he blew it up. That doesn't make sense to me. No, that's a conspiracy. Okay, uh, wait a minute. I got, I got, I got another question. So you're saying Putin is trying to invade Ukraine with with a war, and he's winning that war by by all metrics. And the one thing that Putin does not want to do is aggravate the EU, right? He doesn't want to engage in a military conflict with the EU, NATO. So, yeah, with NATO. Sorry, thank you. And so the like the the worst thing that he could do, the worst thing he could do is do like this dude by by. All accounts is one of the most brilliant military like minds that the world you know the last century has seen, and so he's winning this war Ukraine. Every, you know everyone's afraid to step in because they don't want to start a world war. And you're telling me that just one afternoon he fired a missile into Poland. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? Like a NATO back country? Because like that'd be the worst thing that would do. That would be the one thing that Ukraine would totally like. That, that's yeah. on their dream list, and the worst thing that happened to Putin. But that's what he did. So he did the Nord Stream pilot. I bring up all these things. Like you guys report this as as media sources, and we bring it up. Like I, I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. Why would Putin do that? You know, why would he blow up the pipeline? I mean, even if he was not a military genius and was not winning. Let's the, just the say he had everyone he still say, would fall yeah everything that you, they the state would have us believe that he's has an IQ of 80 and he's uh just a, a maniac and he's losing the war in Ukraine why would he what would he have to gain by blowing up a farm in Poland <laughs> <laughs> a fucking break Oh, but Zelensky's a hero. Oh, really? And he's yet yeah, he's the one up there lying. All right, sorry, we're getting. <laughs> no, you're right. What, what I'm getting exactly at is, is we talk about the notion of the conspiracy theory. It's like everything that we were called conspiracy theorists for came true eventually. Like, so yeah, this is why when you wonder why with the Paul Pelosi attack, like, oh, here they go again. But there they go. They're wild conspiracy theories. Like, where does this ide- ideology come from? It comes from you. It comes from you guys getting everything fucking wrong over and over and over again. And when we point it out, you guys brush it out like, yeah, well, we didn't know then. Anyway, here's the next news article. Amnesty? <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> why would we listen to you? This idea comes from you. Un, dos, tres,
Eso, eso, eso. Que se vea la cadera. ¿Y cómo dice? ¿Cómo dice? A ver, ¿cómo dice? Un, dos, tres, cuatro. 